You're listening to the latest episode of Confessions of an Angry Metalhead. Um, if you're listening to this, I hope you die. So this is going to be my first music rant and my last podcast for the year. And to be fucking honest with you people, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to do another one because I'm just too busy. So my first podcast for uh, my first music rant is going to be on Jerry Cantrell's record Brighton. This is his first solo record in a very long time. It had been 19 years since Jerry Cantrell, the fucking riff god himself, released a solo record at all. 2002's Degradation Trip Volumes 1 and 2. It was originally released as a solo record, a single album, which I bought the day of its release. And then it came out at the end of the year as its intended uh, double album on Roadrunner Records. And a lot has happened since that time. In particular, the completely unexpected rebirth of Alice in Chains with their 2009 comeback masterpiece, Black Gives Way to Blue. From that point on, minus a song that was recorded for the John Wick uh, Chapter 2 soundtrack, it was largely assumed that Cantrell would never release a full-fledged solo record again. In fact, when asked about a future solo record by Guitar World uh, in 2018, he told them that the only reason he even recorded two solo records was because he didn't have a band, and now he does again, thus Alice being his ultimate priority. He wasn't wrong, ladies. There was a shit ton of unfinished business with Alice in Chains. So, if you weren't surprised when it was announced that he was performing a few solo shows just months before the greatest year and a half of my life took place, you were a dumb motherfucker. I was even more stunned when not too long after those shows took place, it was announced that he was, in fact, going to record a new solo album. I sure didn't know what to expect. You didn't either, especially once the video for Atone was released on Rolling Stone's website a few months ago. I knew what not to expect, but I certainly didn't imagine that Atone would come out sounding like something out of any Western-style movie with a soundtrack composed by Ennio Maricone. As fate would have it, that's what, it's what Jerry was looking for. As fate would also have it, Holy fuck, does it sound fucking great. It may sound like a modernized The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it also has Jerry's signature songwriting style all over it, along with that open D major tuning he's used on and off since Alice's 1995 self-titled album. And for as much as I will never forgive Duff McKagan for being the bassist for Guns N' Roses, I really do like some of the fills he plays here. Then again, he does have direction from Jerry, I'm pretty sure. The next single to drop, as well as the second track on the record, is Brighton, the title track. Very different sounding from a tone. I can't begin to tell you how pleasantly surprised I was to see Abe Laboriel Jr. on drums for this video and song. And if you don't know who I am talking about, Abe who I first read about in Modern Drummer magazine in the late 90s, is a very talented drummer who had been in Paul McCartney's touring band since 2001. And this is more of a rock tune in every way. The next track is Prism of Doubt, a mid-tempo track of sorts. It sounds unusually happy, or at least retrospective. 
The pedal steel guitars fit right in. The aura created by the track makes me think of driving aimlessly on a desert road while your girl has her head out the window, or if your friends are in the back seat and they have their hands out. Spoiler alert, there's more pedal steel guitars where those came from. <laughs> Black Hearts and Evil Done is a largely acoustic guitar-only track with more pedal steel guitars. If I thought that the previous track was lyrically introspective, I hear more of that on this number. The opening lines, too many heads broke too many times, tired of the same joke, tired of the grind, coming down's a bit low, harder to stay, same punk in the mirror, different the day. It's a little too close to home as I am trying to desperately change my own life around. I feel the aches of living a mundane life oozing out of this track as I personally am working two jobs daily with no true break and also I can transition smoothly out of one of those jobs. It's not easy and so that one really hits me. But what I'm really just curious about here is the second verse. I'm not the biggest fan of musicians getting political. While Jerry never named names on Black Hearts and Evil Done, or particular events, I wonder what he's referring to when he sings, Tired of the lie spun in the land of the free, selling out submission, Neil Settle assume. Same crook in the White House prospecting me and you. You decide and let me know. I'll let you know if I decide to give you any kind of attention. Siren Song can also... It, Siren Song almost sounds like Breaks My Back Part 2. And if you've never heard Breaks My Back, here's your chance. You could do so by listening to the track on YouTube or on Spotify. Or if you're looking at my blog article, you could click on the link where it says, here's your chance now on the article itself. It just has that aura about it. It's actually one of my favorite tracks on the record because it sounds so sensual at points minus Sean Kinney being on drums because he's not on drums for this one like he was on Breaks My Back. Jerry always knows what to play and when to play it. Had to know is just fun. And no pedal steel guitars here. Holy shit, man. But it does contain an organ. I really love the organ solo followed by Jerry's solo. It's on this track that backing vocalist Greg Pichato can actually be heard outside of the title track. He's not mixed too loud on most of this album, which is a relief because I hate him thanks to his previous band. Dillinger Escape Plan sucks. Fuck them and Greg Pichato. Nobody Breaks You is a lyrically powerful song. If Black Hearts tackles life as an existential nightmare, this targets the idea of at least trying to get out. Nobody breaks you like you and your heart, Jerry sings. Almost sounds like life advice, no? It's almost as if he's telling us all to believe in ourselves or at least to not take on a victim mentality and take action to change our lives for the better, as only we can do so in the end. Hang on, I gotta yawn. Oh, if you haven't figured out, I kind of do these uncut, unedited. I'll scratch my balls on this thing and you will hear it, although I'm not itchy down there right now, so lucky you. I fucking loved the track Dismembered. Don't let the Alice-sounding title fool you. Dismembered is nothing like that, 
and it's a hell of a lot more of an idea of the type of song the late Glenn Fry and Keith Richards would have written if they ever collaborated together in 1972. It's the perfect mix of the country rock style that put the Eagles on the map pre-Hotel California and the boogie-woogie style that the Stones would have performed during that time. It's another song that conjures up images of driving on an open road or maybe while maybe getting or while getting hammered even in a nasty ass roadhouse somewhere in the Midwest. Jerry chose to close this incredible record with a cover of Elton John's Goodbye off his landmark 1971 album, Madman Across the Water. Its cover is so, it's a cover that's so faithful to the original that it even received approval from the old queen himself. This isn't to say that Cantrell can suddenly sing like Elton John in his prime because Elton hasn't sounded like Elton since the 70s came to a close. However, for those of you not in the know regarding Jerry's relationship with Elton, Jerry asked Elton to play piano on the closing track to uh, the closing title track to Black Gives Way to Blue. Elton was so moved by the lyrical content that he immediately agreed to do so. Jerry grew up listening to Elton John long before he was introduced, introduced to uh, Black Sabbath, thus making a song like Goodbye childhood verse, more or less. If you haven't figured it out yet, Brighton is not what you expected or perhaps even hoped from hoped for from Jerry Cantrell. After 19 long years, what were you really expecting again? He's no longer in the headspace needed to record Boggy Depot or Degradation Trip. He's actually happy, or at least at peace with himself, and he's only out on solo because for once... He just wants to, and not through necessity. That being said, it's rather fitting that the songs sound happier in a musical context, more outgoing in lyrical stature. Brighton, when compared to its predecessors, is very much a 70s-era country rock album with multiple, all chock full of multiple guest musicians, incredible songwriting and something for every fan of Jerry's to latch onto and enjoy. And it's because of that, that Brighton gets four out of five middle fingers from the angry metalhead. You can follow me on Instagram or you can follow me on Facebook confessions of an angry metalhead. Um, I'm not, I would say stay tuned, but I'm not going to lie. I do not know. I'm going to do another article or a podcast. So if you want to latch on yourself, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Otherwise, Go ahead and just play in traffic, please. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye.